What's the state of internal auditing as we end 2009? And what are some of the trends to look forward to in 2010? Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. We're talking today with Warren Stippich. He's the practice leader of the Chicago Business Advisory Services Group with Grant Thornton. Warren, thank you so much for joining me. My pleasure. Happy to be here. Just to give our audience a bit of context, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your work at Grant Thornton, please? Sure, I'd be happy to. I am the partner in charge of the Business Advisory Services practice here in Chicago. I am a practicing partner as well as a supervising partner for this practice area, and I deal with clients, boards, audit committees on a regular basis. I am a CPA and a CIA and I uh, have been practicing for nearly 20 years in the risk and controls space. Uh, my background has a combination of external audit in it from uh, uh, Arthur Anderson days, uh, as well as uh, being a chief audit executive for a large public company in the Chicagoland area, where I had global responsibility for internal audit and global risk consulting. Fair to say, Warren, you've been busy the last year or so? have been busy, been busy the last seven years, absolutely. Warren, in terms of information security, let's get to the, the fundamental question I asked up front. What would you say is the state of auditing as we end 2009? There's a lot of different ways we could go with that question, but I'm going to try to keep it focused on a couple of uh, hot topics or a couple of ideas that really come to mind when we talk about information security and, and the state of auditing. Uh, as we see, there's a lot of compliance pressure uh, on, on all organizations, but particularly key for certain industries such as healthcare, uh, financial institutions, and financial services. That doesn't mean to say that other industries such as manufacturing or retail are excluded because they certainly have their own, such as PCI compliance uh, with credit card type information. But we tend to see uh, these industries I mentioned, healthcare, financial institutions, and financial services with a lot of different things coming down on them. Uh, for example, in the, uh, in the healthcare area, there's the HIPAA high-tech penalty for noncompliance of breach notification requirements that is going to kick in in February 2010, and that's really going to affect healthcare payers, providers, billers, and collectors. And as you can see, uh, HIPAA high-tech is going to require some readiness and then some ability to be able to comply with the rules and regulations there. Uh, I already mentioned PCI certification and PCI compliance, which is going to affect retailers, higher education, hospitality, and other areas. And, and certainly those two areas are, are, are comp complicating the day-to-day -day lives of those, uh, those IT organizations and internal audit organizations. Additionally, this concept of cloud computing, I believe, presents significant new challenges for internal audit, uh, as well as management and IS departments as uh, organizations and auditors try to get their arms around this cloud computing concept. Uh, the name in of itself kind of uh, leads to some ambiguity and I think as we push further ahead in time, we'll be able to get a bit more clarity on that. Uh, and, and then, of course, there's always the, the basic uh, IT control issues. And as we've come past the 18 months of uh, the economy with reductions in force and compromising potentially surrogation of duties, IT departments, I think, have been ex especially exposed to that area and those reductions as uh, organizations have looked to cut payrolls. So, Warren, as you have looked at organizations, where do you find them to be most vulnerable today? Well, you know, I, I want to qualify a little bit about vulnerable to what. Uh, if we're going to talk about breaches, for example, or a fraud, 
then I, I go back to looking at the past 18 months of perhaps reductions in force, the downturn in the economy, reorganizations due to economic pressures, what have you. And, and really, vulnerability focused on surrogation of duties uh, that may have uh, been caused challenges, I see in many cases uh, driving vulnerability and risk in organizations. And, and all of that uh, vulnerability issue leads to a risk of fraud, misappropriation, or other type of unwanted behavior. Uh, overseas, for example, uh, Foreign Corrupt Practices Act and overseas and international risks, I think, are are on the rise and, and potentially increasing just because maybe there aren't as many people to monitor that. I would say strategic vulnerability uh, at the highest levels within an organization as you look broadly across uh, the strategy. Is the strategy firing on all cylinders? Another vulnerability would be around product and product development. Is the product at uh, a certain stage in its life cycle that could create some downturn for a company and are they aware of product vulnerability? Technology vulnerability, I think, is always something, and not just the controls aspect of technology, but the functionality, the user ability, and is it meeting the goals and, and the objectives of the organization and the organization's operations. And then, of course, people. I really think uh, the people aspect of, of what's going on in today's marketplace and, and any industry across the board, um, what's going to happen when the economy improves? Are people going to move? Are people going to jump because they're going to look for a better opportunity? Maybe compensation has been held flat for a couple of years. Maybe there's been reductions in compensation. Maybe bonuses have been, uh, been non-existent. And we run a people risk. Uh, I think that they may look about and try to see if there's something else, else out there. Now you mentioned a number of different industries. Do you see any particular industries that are stronger than others in terms of auditing? Well, historically, I'd have to say because of the regulations that have been around, and, and I would say probably in addition to Sarbanes-Oxley, I'd have to say healthcare, banking, insurance, and other financial services, simply because of the regulations as, uh, as they've been in existence. Uh, many of the regula regulations have focused on the internal accounting and the internal controls of those industries I mentioned. Um, but And I certainly think, though, that there's additional layers of regulation on those industries uh, as, as they've been coming through the past. And, you know, as we look to the future, I know that there's grumblings and, and uh, debates uh, on Capitol Hill and in Washington with what will Congress do to further regulate uh, certain industries that uh, may allegedly have been a contributor to some of the, the, the downturn in the economy. I think that that's up to debate and, and going, you know, we'll go forward with time. Uh, my comments here are really limited to those areas that are regulated. Uh, as we saw with the Wall Street situation and the economic downturn, there's been a lot of complexity with, with investment products, uh, whether it's mortgage-backed securities or swaps, uh, broker-dealer issues, things that aren't necessarily back office compliance issues or accounting, financial statement accounting issues, but more product delivery issues because these financial instruments that are bought and sold uh, are really products that uh, the accountants, the accountants keeping books and records for a large investment bank or a large uh, mutual fund, maybe weren't focused on the product side of it, but were focused on keeping the books. So this, this type of regulation, I think, may evolve and come forward as we go through. Uh, I, I'm still not sure if uh, audit committees are fully asking all the correct questions around deeply convoluted areas. Uh, again, not so much looking inward on accounting, 
but convoluted areas of going to market and what are the products being sold and if they're a financial instrument or a financial product or some sort of uh, wrapped convoluted type of uh, instrument, do, do audit committees understand inherent risk uh, around that? Let's look ahead to 2010. As you're looking at the new year, what types of trends do you foresee in audit? And as I look at, at internal audit groups uh, around the country and even talk to my colleagues globally, I see a rebuilding going on um, related to skills, talent, and people. Uh, I'm seeing a, a bit of focus or a bit of shift this year uh, to try to get back to some basics uh, on financial and compliance auditing, um, but, but not back to where we were uh, probably 24 months ago, which was uh, the last seven or eight years has been a heavily, heavy, heavily financial and compliance-driven internal audit rotation, if you will, primarily driven by Sarbanes-Oxley and other uh, types of regulations along those lines. Uh, I'm seeing internal audit getting called into comment on ERM, uh, so that trend I think will continue. Uh, certainly internal audit can play a broad role in ERM from, from a heavy facilitating role, uh, enterprise risk management facilitator, uh, to something that's more of, of monitoring the program that the organization has run. I'm seeing internal audit getting calls to focus on operational audits, licensee audits, and audits that may drive financial recovery of some sort. So again, not just uh, traditional Sarbanes, financial driven audits, but, but broader in nature. Really operational is, is something that I'm hearing a lot of CEOs and audit committees talk about with their chief audit executives as we go into the kind of the calendar year end of the cycle and looking to 2010 and the, and the renewal for next year. What's your take, Warren, on how organizations could improve their auditing practices as we go into the new calendar year? Building on the last discussion around uh, different types of auditing and, and what's next to come on the horizon, uh, I really believe training for our people as professionals in, in the uh, internal audit space. And, and that really is to move beyond the financial and compliance aspect of auditing. We've got uh, seven, eight years of uh, good financial auditors trained up. Many of those that came out of school over that continuum of time have only been exposed to financial and compliance audits. I think as we move now into these other auditing areas, there's going to be a lot of training that's going to need to take place. And, and whether it's uh, on-the-job training or other, uh, that's what we need to focus on. Some areas, for example, treasury audits, I think are going to be something that we're going to need to do more of. Uh, this continuous auditing concept, you know, using IT more to be more effective, using the, the uh, ERP system to do continuous auditing. You know, that's a concept that, that's like cloud computing. You know, it's kind of ambiguous and amorphous, and uh, audit executives and audit committees are hearing about this and talking about it, but we're, we're really trying to scratch the surface uh, to try to put a program in place to really deal with this. Uh, data analysis, I think, is, is key. You know, using more data automated and analytical tools to, uh, to look at the detail and see trending that's going on. And then other specialized industry auditing uh, that I think is going to need to evolve, especially as we watch what the regulators may or may not do. Uh, the executive leadership uh, of the chief audit executive or the head of audit needs to have this uh, front and center in his or her uh, list of you know top things for 2010. I think it's important for audit leadership to stay connected to peers and other industry partners as, as they look look around and try to learn. And then, of course, drawing on the Institute of Internal Auditors is, is I believe, uh, a very useful tool and a very useful uh, space to gain knowledge and practical 
experience and connect into what the profession's doing, not only in the U.S., but globally. Warren, taking a different direction for a final question here, you've um, had a distinguished career in audit. If you could boil it down now, what advice would you offer to someone that's entering the field today? Yes, uh, uh, an excellent question that I get very often. Uh, you know, on-the-job training today is going to be very different than it was, say, seven years ago when the name of the game was financial auditing and compliance auditing because of SOCs. I really think that today's staff auditors and, and new graduates have to be uh, excellent communicators, both written and oral, and, and that's really been the mainstay, but that needs to be paramount, and still learn to develop a healthy skepticism. So we can't forget that if you're coming into an auditing career. And uh, the basic knowledge and training from the university will, will need to be applied as these auditors are challenged to perform audits in new areas, such as a factory operational audit, maybe an order to cash audit, looking for operational enhancements and efficiencies. And, and audits along those lines, where you're going to be having drawing on the basics of your understanding from the book work that you may have done, whether you have a finance or an accounting or an IS or some other sort of uh, major through college, and, and, and applying that good, solid education that you've gotten, uh, working through the, the, the job training and, and job shadowing and, and your organizational abilities, and, uh, and really wrapping it all together. Uh, to drive uh, the next wave of, of what the future holds. And, and it's today's new staff auditors and that are going to be coming out, setting the course for future leaders in the auditing profession, and I think that they're going to be placed in an excellent spot to really learn auditing kind of the old-fashioned way, uh, the way we, you know, many of us that have been in the profession for 20 years at one point did a lot of this uh, other type of auditing. So that's really been, uh, in a nutshell, kind of the advice I give uh, to someone entering the field today. Warren, that's been excellent insight. I appreciate your time and your thoughts today. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure, Tom. The topic has been internal audit. We've been talking with Warren Stippich with Grant Thornton. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.